A few weeks ago, I was scrolling through this little thing on my phone called Instagram, and I came across a post about, wait for it, the Enneagram. Quint and I had just watched the movie Encanto on Disney, and I noticed as I was scrolling some of the images of the characters we had just watched. And so a lot of, if you, you know, follow Enneagram things, you may have seen that accounts will take a quote or a character from a movie and then tell you what their Enneagram type is. So as the self-appointed Enneagram expert that I am, I started to swipe through these images. And the more I look, the more I start to feel some kind of way this person was wrong. And as weird as it was, I started to feel rage. Whoever put these images on Instagram, how dare they? They were wrong. And no doubt about it, apparently it had just become my battle to fight. And so I quickly typed out a response telling her all the reasons why she was wrong. But then I caught myself reworded it in a much nicer and kinder way. And I was like, oh, this'll, this'll get the point across. I'm gonna win. It wasn't long until the person running the account sent me a message back saying, while I had a valid point, I was wrong. And went on explaining all the reasons why. And I got so mad and so defensive and I felt this rage show up. And I was ready to argue back, I really was. But thankfully I was like, okay, Katie, you're a pastor. You have hopes of being commissioned soon. Maybe this is not worth it. So when I take a step back and I look at this kind of as an outsider, I just shake my head at myself at how I became so deeply upset by someone that I've never met over a comment on social media concerning their opinion about the Enneagram number of a cartoon. <laughs> I went back and I looked at the exchange while I was working on this sermon and while I still think I'm right, I guess she also had a valid point. And this is very uncharacteristic of me but it highlighted a part of myself that I have started to meet more often in the last couple of years. And I wonder if maybe the same might be true for you, because a lot has been going on the last few years. And I would venture to say that no one is doing well. No one is at our best. And sometimes we feel these defensive feelings over something super small. In this scripture text today, we hear Paul urging the people of Corinth to reconcile with one another, especially in light of their struggles. He's reminding them that they're supposed to be on the same team, helping one another, not creating obstacles and barriers. Paul talks about the importance of enduring things together, things like afflictions, hardships, calamities, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, 
Sound familiar? Paul is telling us that the very things which have the potential to divide us, those are the very things that connect us to one another. In Feasting on the Word, which is the lectionary commentary I use for sermon prep, one of the sections had this to say about Paul's appeal to these Corinthians. As Paul summons the Corinthians to live faithfully, he shows his mortality and his vulnerability as a disciple. He has endured beatings, imprisonment, sleepless nights, hunger, and other hardships. His ashes are showing. At first glance, these ashes are not a great sales pitch for Christianity. Yet Paul is writing to his beloved Corinthians who need a dose of encouragement in their new faith. Paul is honest with them in a way that I can't help but wonder, hmm, can you imagine the billboard for this church? We got a fresh batch of calamities, looking for some hardships. Come on, hunger, sleepless nights. But Paul showed radical honesty here that life isn't easy. And he lets his ashes, his mortality, his struggles show. Today on this day that we call Ash Wednesday, we spend time reflecting on our mortality, our humanness, and our need for God. And in the ritual of placing a cross of ashes on our heads, we remember that we came from dust, that we are dust, and that we will become dust. We literally place our mortality on our foreheads for the world to see. Ash Wednesday is a day for honest reckoning with our human frailty, sinfulness, and the deep need for reconciliation with one another. So after reading that commentary, I started to think about all the times that I've shown my ashes in both helpful and not so helpful ways. And I thought of the Instagram incident. My ashes were showing. My human insecurities and anger and pent-up angst were coming out. But Paul, he's a little bit better than I am about that. He showed his ashes in a good way. He showed them in order to connect. Because there's something about our humanness that's drawn to the humanness of another person. Sometimes it's out of the the most tragic tales and events that we hear stories of immense kindness and connection. We humans are very complicated. When we show our humanness, our ashes, it can draw attention to things that we've been ignorant to. Just think about it, our communal ashes as a nation and as a community of faith have been showing in such a way that we've been forced to deal with social injustices like never before. It's work that's long overdue, but there's a lot more of it to do. Showing our ashes while painful is part of the spiritual journey that we are on. So as you come forward in a few moments to receive your ashes, I want you to think about what is it that they symbolize for you this year, especially this year. Considering the last few years, 
where I would say that we've all become far too aware of our ashes.